Welcome to New Orleans for the 2022 Sunbelt Football Media Days. We are broadcasting live via the Sunbelt Bank Plus Studio, the home of all things Sunbelt, located in the Caesars Superdome. With Sunbelt football kicking off in just 39 days, this gathering of head football coaches, football student athletes, and media is an exciting opportunity to gear up for the most anticipated Sunbelt football season ever. I could not be more excited. While preparing my remarks and looking forward to these media days, I realized the best part about the 2022 Sunbelt Media Days are we have two days together this year for the first time in the history of the event. We will talk about Sunbelt football today and have the opportunity to do it all over again tomorrow. It's kind of like Christmas in July. Today we will showcase the Sunbelt East, a division that ESPN's Bill Connolly called the best non-autonomy division in FBS football. Tomorrow, we will showcase the Sunbelt West, spotlighting incredible rivalries and exciting new coaches. But these two days cannot be a success without the media and our loyal fans. The Sunbelt presidents, chancellors, directors of athletics, coaches, administrators, faculty, and students, thank you for your in-person and online participation. Our fans and media are essential to our victories and we appreciate your contributions to the success of Sunbelt football. Each year, the Sunbelt Football Media Days provide excellent insights into Sunbelt football. However, this year's edition is special as we introduce four new members. I would like to take a moment to welcome James Madison, Old Dominion, Marshall, and Southern Miss to the Sunbelt Conference. With these additions, to our already strong membership, the best non-autonomy FBS conference just got better. These schools join a league that since the inception of the college football playoff in 2014 leads FBS with a 650 bowl winning percentage. Last year, the Sun Belt's bowl winning percentage was even better at 750. Over the last two seasons, the Sun Belt has the most non-autonomy FBS teams in the top 15 of FBS winning percentage. Since 2020, Louisiana, App State, and Coastal Carolina combined for 64 wins and an average winning percentage of 850. In 2021, Louisiana won 13 consecutive day games to close out the 2021 season and currently holds the nation's longest winning streak. Looking back, 2021 was one of the most successful and consequential in the history of our conference, due in part to conference realignment. When the realignment trains started moving in the summer of 2021, the CEOs and ADs of the Sun Belt chartered a course that transformed the conference for the better. First, each and every member affirmed their commitment to the Sun Belt Conference. The decision was then made to consider new members that substantially improve the Sun Belt. But two potential new members would have to be like-minded institutions that are committed to academic success and competitive excellence in all sports. It was also decided that any new addition must enhance our geographic footprint, grow our regional rivalries, have passionate fan bases, and winning football tradition. After a thorough process, we found four new members that check all the boxes. 
JMU, ODU, Marshall, and Southern Miss. We exited realignment with 14 universities and 10 contiguous states, united and committed to creating nationally successful football programs coupled with comprehensive athletic success. But our excitement is not just limited to football. Our goal is to be good in every sport we sponsor. Regional rivalries and tight geography create a conference with compelling matchups, passionate fan bases, and competitive games that will excite our fans and the entire nation. This incitement will not be only felt in football, but also in sports like softball, baseball, men's soccer, and basketball. The Sun Belt is rising. Last year, more than 18 million people watched Sun Belt football, and the average viewership for Sun Belt bowl games was almost 1.5 million viewers. Last year, the Sun Belt had 50 linear television appearances and more than 12 billion readers consumed Sunbelt online coverage. We are thankful for our partnership with ESPN and the support that they provided. I'm excited to announce today that we have a new um, expanded agreement with ESPN that will provide the Sunbelt with additional financial resources and linear opportunities. It improves on the new agreement we announced last year and continues to grow the linear, linear television opportunities for Sunbelt football and basketball. In addition, we will increase our ESPN Plus appearances, including increasing the required number of softball broadcasts. The expanded agreement will provide additional resources and exposure for our members, which will allow them to tell their stories and showcase the incredible athletic and academic accomplishments of Sunbelt student-athletes and member institutions. On behalf of the entire Sunbelt family, I want to thank Nick Dawson, ESPN Vice President of Programming and Acquisitions, and the entire ESPN College football team for their support of the Sunbelt Conference. We look forward to continuing our wonderful relationship. Last year was a great year for the Sunbelt, for Sunbelt football, but the best is yet to come. The Sunbelt is rising. Looking forward to 2022, our competitive success and the addition of our four new members have positioned us for great expectations. As I said earlier, this will be the most anticipated and exciting season in the history of the Sun Belt. The non-conference schedule will treat our fans to some exciting competition. We have an all-new and compelling conference schedule packed with regional rivalries, both old and new. The competition for the league championship will be as exciting as ever. The Sun Belt will continue to have multiple teams ranked in the top 25, and we will continue to strive to have our football champion be the highest ranked of all non-autonomy FBS champions and earn a spot in the new U6 Bowl or the college football playoff. The Sun Belt will maintain its record of postseason success and continue to lead the FBS and bowl winning percentage. The Sun Belt will be the best non-autonomy FBS football conference. These achievements would not be possible without the hard work and dedication of some special individuals I would like to now recognize. First and foremost, we honor the Sunbelt football head coaches and student athletes that are in attendance for our football media days. Your commitment on and off the field is the reason the Sunbelt football continues to rise. Thanks to you, 2021 was an extraordinary year and the future is bright for the Sunbelt. At this time, I'd like to take a moment to applaud your efforts. Let's give a round of applause to all of our football coaches and student athletes.
Also, as we look to the future, we should take a moment to honor the Sunbelt's past and recognize former Sunbelt Commissioner Wright Waters and the presidents, chancellors, and athletic directors that made Sunbelt football possible. Wright Waters served as, served as Sunbelt Commissioner from 1999 to 2012, and it was his vision for Sunbelt football that allows us to gather today. The inaugural Sunbelt football season was 2001, and over 20 years later, we have grown into a conference that has nationally recognized programs, winning double-digit games each season, and ranked in the preseason and end-of-season polls. It has been an incredible ride for Sunbelt football, and the best is yet to come. Sunbelt football is strong and rising, and we owe this momentum to, the, to individuals like Wright Waters, who had the vision to start football and made the decisions that put Sunbelt football on a solid foundation. We are truly thankful to all those before us who contributed to our current success. A special group that has contributed to the success of the Sunbelt are our bowl partners. The Sunbelt is pleased that at the end of this football season, our teams will have the opportunity to compete in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, the Cure Bowl, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the Lending Tree Bowl, and the Camellia Bowl. As our membership expands, it is critical to expand our bowl offerings. To ensure our continued growth, we are very close to finalizing a deal for a sixth bowl partner that would take effect for the 2022 season. We hope to make a public announcement about that soon. As the Sunbelt continues to improve and attain greater success, we must provide the most ideal opportunities to promote and celebrate our accomplishments. A huge piece of this is the college football playoff. As a member of the CFP, the Sunbelt continues to support college football playoff expansion. The 12-team model featuring the six highest-ranked conference champions and the six highest-ranked at-large teams developed by the working group remains our preference. We have supported this model from the start. We have supported this model from the start of the process and continue to push for its adoption. I commend the work of Jack Swarbrick, Craig Thompson, Greg Sankey, and Bob Bowlesby. They did yeoman's work on behalf of the CFP full management committee, and I believe they created a structure that would be incredibly beneficial to college football and the postseason. The working group model encourages greater access to the championship while enhancing the value of the regular season. There was some progress made during the most recent CFP management committee meeting, and I remain optimistic that we will reach complete agreement soon. This will be a year of consequence for college athletics. Changes in NCA leadership and the work of the Transformation Committee will result in a different approach to governance and rulemaking. Name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal will continue to shape our industry and impact the landscape. And recent institutional movement and realignment has created more change in conference membership. With all the uncertainty, I'm absolutely sure of one thing. The Sun Belt is rising and we are well positioned for any opportunities that result from these uncertain times. A few weeks ago, I read a column in the Orlando Sentinel by Mike Bianchi, which featured some comments by my good friend, Terry Mahajer. As many of you know, Terry is the former director of athletics at Arkansas State University. His comments essentially said that education and graduation are the most valuable outcomes for student athletes. The comments were a great reminder about why we do what we do. We need to continue to remind people about the value of education and a college degree. Remind people 
of the value of the opportunity to change the trajectory of their life? This is what college sports does. Educating and graduating students is the most important thing that we do. We are preparing young men and women with the life skills to thrive and achieve their dreams. As a first-generation college graduate, this commitment is personal for me. It is why I got into higher education in the first place. I had an exceptional experience as a football student-athlete and hoped I could help provide a similar experience to other student-athletes. Last year, NCAA schools provided more than $4 billion in scholarships to student-athletes, and Sunbelt Institution provided almost $100 million, which is about 3,100 full scholarships to the more than 6,700 Sunbelt student-athletes. As we think about winning rankings, NIL, and the transfer portal, we cannot forget about the most important outcomes of education, graduation, and personal growth. In spite of some of the challenges and the troubles, all of us who work in college athletics should be proud of our investment in the lives of students and the positive results from these efforts. As we begin two days celebrating Sunbelt football, the Sunbelt Conference has never been stronger. We have 14 outstanding like-minded schools that have a great tradition of success. We have 14 members with passionate fan bases that are located in 10 contiguous states from Texas to the Atlantic Ocean. We find strength in our divisions and look forward to staging a championship game with the Eastern Division champion matched up against the Western Division championship. We look forward to continuing to grow our partnership with ESPN. The future is bright for the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt is rising, and our best days are ahead of us. Thanks for being with us for Sun Belt Football Media Days, and I will open the floor for questions. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, we will now take questions for those in the room. If you do have a question, we ask you if you please raise your hand and wait for a microphone to come to you. Ellie Hamblin is on this side. Emmanuel Peppis is over here. They have the microphones. And we ask you to please state your name and media affiliation before asking your question. For those of you on Zoom, please type your questions into the chat. I'll read those aloud. I already do have a question on Zoom, but do we have any questions from in the room? Thank you, Commissioner. My name's Hunter Dawkins. I'm from the Gazebo Gazette down here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, my question to you was, I believe that I heard there was a commissioner meeting a few weeks ago or as of recently. What's the likelihood of increasing the playoff size and the likelihood of y'all getting a team or at least a spot in that playoffs? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So I, I would say if the past is prologue, you know, we're struggling right now trying to figure out how to expand the CFP. But I do feel like, you know, we had some meetings in June, and I, I thought they were really promising. I thought we um, found some common ground in that space. So we continue to talk. We'll have some other upcoming meetings. So I am really optimistic um, that we will um, find enough common ground to, to, to be able to expand the college football playoff. And I do think there will be an opportunity or a spot there for the Sun Belt. I mean, we, we support the sixth highest ranked conference champions and the sixth highest ranked at large. And so if that is the model that's chosen, then there will be a lot of opportunity for us to have our champion um, represent the Sun Belt in the college football playoff. Right over here. Uh, Andrew Abadie, Pine Belt Sports. Um, with conference realignment still ongoing and all these mega media deals, uh, being thrown around, how do you feel like the Sun Belt can stand out, and how do you guys compete with that? 
Yeah, you know, I think that's a great question. Well, one, I'm excited about our new kind of media deal, you know, in terms of we've got a great partner. I don't think you can have a better partner in college sports than ESPN. So I think there's a lot of strength in that for the Sun Belt. Um, and we continue to win games and kind of showcase how good our football is. And so we are well positioned. We've got 14 schools, um, passionate fan bases, regional rivalries that we're stressing. You know, our kind of geographic footprint in that model is not one you see a lot in, in realignment. Um, if you think about certainly the most recent realignment in terms of going coast to coast. So I think we have a lot of things that are very unique. I think we're well positioned to, to have great success. And any opportunities that arise out of this next round of realignment, we'll be able to take advantage and continue to improve our league. Yes, uh, <clears throat> Ted Lewis with the Times speaking and the Advocate. How significant is it that you've got your four new members in and you don't have people coming and going this, this year like a couple of other conferences do? Yeah, I, I think having some continuity, we're very lucky. It's great that we're able to go ahead and kind of get started with what our new membership looks like now. It allows us to plan for the future, be more strategic, um, and, and, and focus a little bit. So I, I do feel like it's a gift, and um, we're really fortunate that the four schools were able to, um, to come early and um, and certainly thankful to our 10 kind of core members that allowed that to happen. So it was great collaboration, and it's going to be best, and I think it's going to be exciting on the field. I think it's going to be some really fun football games um, that we're going to have, you know, within those, those divisions. And so I think we're really fortunate to kind of get a head start on our kind of um, membership transition relative to some of the other leagues that have some uncertainty and are still working through some issues. Questions in the room? Here we go. I thank you, Marcel, Purdue Sports Inquirer. Uh, your thoughts on NIL a year into it now, uh, how do you think the conference has handled it, and your thoughts on universal regulations? That's been a big talk uh, this summer about uh, having that implemented for all conferences and some regulations and general rules that everyone can follow. Yeah, you know, I, I think NIL has been um, – it, it, I, I think it's been good. I think at the end of the day, we're in the business of trying to create opportunities for student-athletes, and, and I think it's done that. I think the Sun Belt has done a really good job of, of positioning its student-athletes and itself kind of in the space to um, take advantage of the marketplace. Um, I, I do think trying to have more uniform regulations does make sense. You know, all the, the state patchwork – is kind of hard to manage and hard to figure out. So I certainly hopeful in the future we'll be able to um, tweak it in a way that allows um, for more kind of greater regulation. But at the end of the day, I think giving student athletes the opportunity to earn money based on their name, image, and likeness is something I support and something the Sun Belt I think has done well over the last year. Hi, Charlie Krause, Coaching Crew Show. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly and confirming it. You said there was going to be a sixth possible bowl game as soon as this upcoming season? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. And we feel very comfortable. Obviously, we're not announcing it, so that should, but, yeah, we feel very comfortable that we'll, we'll get to six. Harry Minium from ODUsports.com. Um, the last time you were in Norfolk, you said that the Sunbelt Conference was happy with 14, but there may be some chances to, I don't want to name any schools, that some schools may get left out of the realignment. Is going to 16 a possibility? You know, I wouldn't take anything off the table. I, I think at the end of the day, we're not really looking at a number. We're really looking at value. 
You know, so I think if I had truth serum and someone had asked me last year, what is the right number, I would have said 12. However, when you have the opportunity to add the four quality schools that we do, then 14 becomes the right number, you know. And so, and so I, I think the same with 16 or 20. So I, I don't think we're actively looking to expand. I think we feel good about our membership and where it is. But I don't think we'll take anything off the table. And we're exploring all opportunities. And so if there is a really good institution that makes sense for us, that's like-minded, that's in our geographic footprint, and that brings value to um, the Sun Belt, we would certainly be open to um, having conversations with those schools and adding them. I do have a Zoom question on the same topic from David Hall of the Virginian Pilot in Norfolk. Question is, with national conference realignment ongoing, do you see the Sun Belt remaining in its current iteration long term? Yeah, you know, so I don't want to make any predictions. What I will say is I feel like we're very strong, and if we do remain um, at 14, I think we're going to be in a good position. But I think if we have an opportunity to go to even 15, which is an odd number in intercollegiate athletics, but for the right school, we would certainly do that, or 16. So we're going to continue to work with our ADs and CEOs to explore the landscape. And certainly if there's some opportunities there, we'd be willing to do it. But we are very, very comfortable with where we are at 14. Mitchell Gladstone, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. In considering the way that these super conferences have expanded and whatever the possibilities lie out there. How much have you considered what is beyond for you guys in terms of whether there is a breakaway, what that looks, how much do you spend thinking about where are we positioning ourselves, be it being a part of some other subdivision or things like that? Yeah, I think constantly. You know, we're always talking to our, our conference colleagues, particularly in FBS, you know, just making sure that if there is some sort of separation, which I do believe Division One will, will be together, but I certainly think there will be some changes when we think about the, what happens in the transformation committee, but the wholesale break-off that you hear talked about, I don't necessarily think um, that's going to be really the result. However, if that happens to be the result, we want to make sure that we're positioned so that we will be in that bucket of schools. You know, we're an FBS school. Um, we play against all 10 FBS conferences, and so we want to be with all 10 FBS conferences. That's going to be important to us. So we think about that all the time. We're always watching that. We're always tracking it. We talk about that with our ADs and CEOs to make sure we're well-positioned, um, depending on what the outcome or the direction of Division One is. To follow up on that, if there is some breakaway and, you know, say there is 64, 72 teams, you talk about being the best non-autonomy conference. How important is it for you to also say, okay, if the majority of our schools aren't in that breakaway and whatever that format looks like, can we be the best? How important is it to you to balance that as well, even though I know you obviously want to be a part of that bucket? Yeah, you know, the, the one thing that I would say is, you know, and, and I just think back to my kind of 30 years of college athletics experience, this conference is too strong to be left out. So I, I don't, I, there's no scenario in my mind where I see FBS going in some direction that doesn't have the Sun Belt. And, um, and that's just because of our strength, and that's because we're so well-positioned. So I certainly don't think about that a lot um, because I don't really think – I just think we're too good for that to happen. Um, what I really do think is how do we best position ourselves to continue to grow and to get better, and I think we've continued to do that and, and will. I have one more question from Zoom. Uh, you and several members of your staff took a tour of the four new schools coming into the conference. What were their reactions and what was your reaction to the tour? 
You know what, I, I think it was good. In, in full disclosure, I had to do mine on Zoom because I had COVID. So I actually didn't make um, those visits, unfortunately. I did make it to Southern Miss, but um, I, I thought they were well-received. It was a great way for us to begin the process of getting to know each other. And, um, and so it's nice to go to the campus, take kind of our senior leadership to, to the four campuses, get to know the campuses, whether it's see them, the physical layout, um, get to meet as many people as we can, and begin the dialogue of, um, of, of what it means to be in the Sun Belt. You know, at the end of the day, the Sun Belt is a membership-driven league, and so we want to make sure that the lines of communications are always open. And so I thought those visits were great to open up the lines for communications, begin the process of getting to know each other. We followed that up with our spring meetings, so all those schools were invited to our spring meetings after that, including our CEOs and ADs and, and head coaches. And so I thought it was a great way to kind of kick off kind of this new relationship. Any other questions from in the room? Right back here. Um, <clears throat> Nolan Phillips, KTSW 899. Uh, University of Alabama recently had a partnership with Fanatics using player NIL, player autographs, NFTs, something like that. Do you think that is the future of NIL and where it's going? And also, are you open to the opportunity <clears throat> of that being in the Sunbelt Conf Conference? Certainly. Yeah, I, I think we're open to all opportunities that allow growth, whether it's for our conference and um, the, the um, student-athletes. So I think we're certainly open to that. I do see that as one place that NIL is going. I think NIL is going to be really broad, so I think thinking about it in a narrow sense, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily the way to think about it, but I certainly think that that's going to be one tracks where institutions, student-athletes, working together to create opportunities for both to kind of grow each other's brand and to create revenue. 